Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Good to be with you. So in the movie Little Big Man, which starred Dustin Hoffman, and, and you younger people will probably have never heard of it, but it was a big movie quite a long time ago. And um, in it, there was a, an Indian, I think, and his name was what little, uh, well, I can't remember, Younger Bear. There we go. His name was Younger Bear. And Younger Bear was a, uh, was a, was a contrary. And what a contrary is, is like when, when you first meet him, um, the horse rides up and he's riding the horse backwards. And, uh, and then somebody says, hello, and he jumps off the horse and says, goodbye. And then someone asks him, did you get any rabbits on your hunt? And he holds up a rabbit and he says, no. <laughs> so this is, he just does everything backwards. And um, it turns out that this was actually, there were real contraries in um, some of the Indian tribes, the Crow and, and, and some others. And then there were, there were, there were similar things in, in yet more tribes. And um, I don't know what the, what the, the idea behind it was or, sure, or mysticism or whatever it was behind it, but it's a real phenomena. And um, when I was just happened to be thinking about that today. And when I did, I thought about, well, hell, you know, you don't need little big man. You know, you Fred were a contrary. And that's the truth. I was. I was a contrary. I did everything backwards, right? But only for 54 years. <laughs> no, or 53 years, something like that. Anyway, from um, in from 2000, I mean, from from 1952 until 2006, um, I was a uh, I was a contrary, and really, probably from 2006 to. 2009, I was still a bit of a contrary, just not so much. The awakening, the, the awakening, big, the larger awakening occurred here in 2006, and in 2009, uh, really began to stabilize. It took me three years, I didn't have a teacher, and, and I didn't actually begin to stabilize very much until I got a teacher. Um, and, uh, you know, thank God for Scott Killaby being there at the time. So, um, when I say I was a contrary, I mean, I was the absolute master of resistance. It didn't matter what was going on. It didn't suit me. It didn't matter how much, whatever amount of money I was making was not enough. Uh, whether the, the number of times that I was having sex, married or single, was not enough. Uh, the, uh, the car that I had was not the right car. The, it's just, I was the master of resistance of this. To the, I just I resisted everything about this. There was nothing about this that was quite right. There was nothing that met with my full approval. And that no human being met with my full approval, and and, uh, and 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 this one barely met with my marginal approval, and that's the truth. This was the thing that uh, that most troubled me, because what I noticed was that it couldn't rise to meet the expectations I had for it. I had a lot of expectations for this thing, 
and uh, very few of them panned out, have that bad. And um, I noticed that there is still a tendency uh, for there to be um, a, a goal or something. It's, it, it doesn't actually happen. But I mean, it the energy arises where it's like, a, oh, we could do that, right? And um, it doesn't mean that, that, that I couldn't do that. I'm just telling you that there's an egoic arising, which feels very much like I should do that. And there, there ain't no shoulds. It's just simple. So if you want to know what should be happening here, look around. <laughs> this is it. This is what should be happening. And if you want to know what, what this, what is happening, um, good luck with that because I don't know what's happening and I don't know what I am and I don't know what it is that doesn't know what I am. Do you get that? And I, and I, and I don't know what's going on because let's look at, if you look at language, I mean, we don't, we don't actually need language. You don't. When I, say, when I say we, I'm referring to you. When I say you, I'm referring to me. In other words, there's just one thing going on, and you're it. I could also say I am it. But wherever I said it, I would be the same being saying I am it. I don't care if my dog could learn to talk and he'd say, I am it. I mean, I know he feels that way, so it wouldn't surprise me if he started um, uh, talking that way and, and, and said, I am it. And he would be right. Whoever says it is right because there's only one I and I can't even find that one. I mean, we say there's one I because we talk about oneness, but there's no oneness either. I mean, it's, there's an experience of oneness and it's great, you know, and, unless it's not, unless it sucks out loud, it's like it used to for me. And then right now it's in a great phase and that won't last forever, you know. And, and as I've been 66 and I look around, I see old men hobbling around and stuff like that. And it gets like, a, Oh God, cause you know, what am I looking at myself in 20 years or 15? I'll be happy to be alive though. Um, in 20 years. Well, I guess I would be, I actually can't know. See, so speaking of things that we can't predict, let me tell you that this week, I had the strangest thought that crossed my mind. It, nothing like this ever crossed my mind before. <laughs> I was talking with a client and somehow uh, being paralyzed came up quadriplegic. And he said, I'd rather be dead than quadriplegic. And I said, yeah, me too. Because, and I said that because that was what I had always said, you know, is that I was, if I was quadriplegic, then I would rather be dead. And um, now the quadriplegics out there, some of them do feel that way. I know because I've talked to doctors, but some of you I'm sure surely don't. Um, when, when, as soon as I said, yeah, I would too, I backtracked and I said, you know, that's not actually true anymore. I said, if I was quadriplegic, but as long as I could still talk, I said, I could still teach. And I think that this teaching is enough juice to get me by. And it would be, it would, it would be enough juice because I would still be relevant and I would still be of service. And 
I'm not trying to say that any quadriplegic is not of service. We need everybody doing exactly what they're doing. How do we know? Because that's what they're doing. I'm talking about this from a so-called personal perspective. All my life, I had known that if I was quadri if Fred was became a quadriplegic, then Fred would would get somebody to kill him, or he'd somehow roll off a building top. <laughs> I don't know. But did they? But 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 it, but somewhere and the other, uh, I'd find some way to die. I had a uh, I used to have a uh, doctor that was a client of mine, and she told me that when she was uh, learning, you know, she was a resident and all that kind of stuff in the hospitals. And she had that wing one time with the paraplegics, and she said she had loads of them begging her to kill them. So I don't take this lightly. And, I, and but when I say that I wouldn't now, I think, you know, I think that that's because there is a little bit less uh, belief in a Fred. And I think there's a little less identification with his body. See, I'm making progress. I mean, you know, hell, it's been 13 years, so you would think I should be making some progress. And it appears that I am. I mean, as little progress as some of you may think I've made, um, it's mighty progress from if you could compare to where I started. So, I went contrary to my own beliefs. Right, because I used to be resistant to the idea, to even the idea of being paralyzed, even from the you know even from the waist down. That scared the hell out of me, you know, or you know, or or being blind, or being uh, paraplegic, or losing my arms, or something like this. And I ain't saying I would be looking forward to any of that today, because the unit has very strong preferences that those things not happen. But I do notice that I'm not the unit and that I don't actually check with the unit and the, on the way, on how things are going to go, how things should go. I just notice that things go the way they go and they go the way they go and I can resist them or I can accept, or I can accept them. I can tell you now, if I lost my arms, I could still be valid. And if I went blind, I'd still be valid for God's sake. Better I go blind than deaf because it makes sure I could still hear this teaching or whatever. Uh, but, you know, I, I would learn some way. And maybe, maybe this teaching needs to, to, to come to the deaf in a very real and meaningful way. I don't know. You know, I can't know. What, what I do know is that this ain't the center of the universe. It's just not. And for 50 plus years, it really believed it was the center of the universe. And it believed that you were my furniture. And I could just move you wherever I wanted and get you to do whatever I wanted because you were my furniture slash, I don't want to say slave, because I would have, I would have paid you something. <laughs> but I just thought you should be doing what I wanted you to do all the time. And I thought that this should be happening the way I wanted it to happen all the time. And the problem is, from that point of view, which is the unit point of view, which means it's this, this it, it is in any unit point of view, is going to be this tiny, tiny, tiny little slice like this, wouldn't even be able to see between it, of the universe, right? It would just be, it would be a dot. It would be this, it would be a dot on a dot. It'd be a dot on a dot on a dot on a star. 
I mean, just ridiculously, uh, you know, it's not that I don't count. Uh, it's just that I don't count, you know, really any, I don't count any more than my dog. I don't, I don't necessarily count. I don't, I probably actually, I probably don't count as much as this Buddha. It's very old and very sacred. The, uh, but you know, I certainly don't count it. I count as much as that Buddha, but I don't count, count it one lick more. There, that, that's the truth because the Buddha and I are the same thing. The, that thing that's watching this video and this one that's cutting this video are the same thing. And what's going on here is what's going on here. And that's the end of it. There's no comparison. There's no alternative. There's no, but, you know, <laughs> how about, I'm always trying to get people in sessions to own their answers, but because that's what we do is we just wishy-washy. Yes, I understand that, but, which means I didn't understand anything you just said, Fred. And um, the, it's, and it's not, and I, I understand and, okay, but I understand, but no, that's not good. The, we are a contrary species. You know, if you notice right now, contrary to just the most basic common sense, we're trying our very hardest to knock ourselves off the planet. Unbelievable. Now, all of us could get together with just the least little bit of agreement, and we could come to terms, and we could and we could perhaps reverse climate change or anything. And I'm not saying that climate change, I don't, I don't know how the weather should be. I don't know what the climate should be like. So, I mean, it's fine with me the way it's going because it's going this way and I don't want to be resistant to it. But by the same token, awakening and being clear doesn't make me stupid. So I can look at it and I can see that it's highly unskillful action that is taking us to the brink of disaster and prayer probably, certainly, certainly perhaps into full disaster itself. But I do know that every generation has always thought that the world was just going to hell after them. So I had, I, I reserve something there because I, otherwise I don't want to sound like I know anything because I don't know anything. I don't know anything at all. I'm no, I am no smarter than, than my hero, Socrates, you know, who said, he absolutely knew nothing. And uh, I get what he was saying and I get why he said it. And um, so his whole life was built around asking people questions instead of giving people answers. And my life is actually, this life, the Fredness, is built around asking people questions as well. That's what this teaching is based on. It's about asking you great questions you never thought of in your whole life. And that, and, but it's not to give you answers. It's to have you come up with the answers yourself. Because if I give you answers to, to, to your true nature, then you'll just go, that Fred Davis will say anything. That Fred Davis will think anything. That Fred Davis will, will use, you know, read anything and use any kind of um, uh, uh, source. But me, Whatever comes out of this is gospel, baby. So, and with this, and, and, and it's, it's true, 
whatever comes out of here is true and it's important because you know why? Because it came out of here and this is the center of the universe. That's what it thought. And it thought that way for a long, long time. And I know that some of you still believe that even though you're coming to non-duality to try to unsee that. Let me share something with you. That character, that unit, the body there, that is that meat, that's what it is, it's meat, and that meat is never gonna wake up. It doesn't have the capacity to wake up. Go to the grocery store and 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 go over to the meat counter and and look at look at chicken and fish and beef and then expect them to wake up. Expect that, that meat to wake up. That's that that is 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 exactly as as um, wise as expecting this meat to wake up. Meat can't wake up. There's no such thing as that happening. And what you can come to see through non-dual teachings, you can come to, you will at least come to read it and hear it, and uh, and you may come to believe that you are not um, that you're not the body, and that you are not, and that a character is just a, you know, a conceptual being that is just, I mean, it, it, it's not real, but it's experienced. So it's, it's real enough for me to, to pay attention to. Not that I'm concerned about, the, it's just that the, the, the experience of the character is the divine experience. Seems to me like the divine experience probably worth my paying attention to. So we are here, we honor the character, we, the character's world, we honor relativity, which is exactly what's happening here, then this is relativity, and, uh, and, and something that you know as a Fred, only because you know everything else that's not Fred. In, in the absence of comparison, there is no Fred here. You see that? There just isn't. There's no Fred that stands here on his own. There's nothing that stands on its own. I promise you there is nothing that stands on its own. So there's no Fred. The meat can't wake up, and there's no Fred. And so Fred can't wake up. So if those two can't wake up, what can come to wake up? Well, I'll tell you. Nothing, as long as you're resisting this as it is. Nothing can wake up. Because as long as there's there's a resisting of what is as it is, then there's somebody that's resisting. And that somebody will never, ever wake up. Now, awakening can hit spontaneously, like out of the blue. There's some famous cases of that. Um, uh, but you can't copy that. They didn't do that. That just happened to some very lucky units. Awakening here, lucky unit. You know what it did? I did deserve this. I was lucky, you know? And if I really look back, I can see I was pretty damn lucky all my life. So it's really less of a surprise that that, that unwarranted, unearned um, awakening would occur through this unit. It was a lucky unit to begin with. So this, this, this is just the, 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 the lottery for it. And I did not earn this coming in, so I'm kind of trying to earn it. 
as I go now, right? I'm trying to kind of, kind of trying to pay back that earning by being willing to do what I did um, Saturday night, which was I, I got to bed at quarter after three because I was working on things, the website and, and behind the scenes stuff with Awakening Clarity. And Betsy woke up at 1.30 and came trotting in and she, and she came into the study and she said, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. She said, are you coming to bed soon? And I said, yeah, I'll be there pretty soon. That was nearly two hours. And, and, I, and I, was, I could hardly keep my eyes open. I was so tired. But there was something that made it keep going. You see, I mean, I mean, what I what did I want to do? I wanted to go to bed. What happened was it stayed up, and it was not actually a choice I made, but it felt like a choice at the time, because it's very, very important that we cooperate with the inevitable. But here's the thing: Rick recognized that what is inevitable is in no way, shape, or form predictable. It just isn't. So this, this, this moment is this moment. It's not actually um, a pattern for necessarily for the next moment. It may be. It very, very often is. But one minute a country's at peace and the next minute a country's at war. You know, Britain did that in World War II where they gave Hitler a... Um, you know, I can't think which ultimatum, and uh, they waited, and they gave him till like noon, and he didn't, didn't get anything by noon. So at twelve oh one, they were at war. You would have thought if you you know that if if you if you were visiting the Earth for sixty seconds, you would have thought that from eleven fifty nine, if you visited from then until twelve o'clock, that it was that Britain was a peaceful country, that it was a, um, and that they would, that that's all they knew was peace and this, that, and the other. But if you had come at 12.01, you would have seen war preparations. It's, so it was not, a, that 11.59 was not a pattern for 12.01 on that day. It's not a pattern for 12.01 on any day. This moment's not a pattern for the next, unless it is. It can be. It most often is, I would say. But it doesn't have to be. Anything can happen in this dream. It is a dream, folks. It means anything can happen to anybody, anytime, except awakening. See, awakening can't happen just anytime to anybody unless it does. Well, then it can happen to anybody at any time. And that's the truth of it. It can, but it doesn't. It very rarely does these random, you know, uh, uh, lightning bolt from God awakening things like we know all Eckhart Tolle and Byron Katie and people like this who report this, but you know, but they don't actually even report what we think they report. Cause when, when Eckhart says he woke up, we think he was, he went from being this suffering, suffering guy to the very, very wise and thoughtful Eckhart Tolle. Why just overnight while he was passed out or whatever it was, whatever happened. When, when he went to, went to sleep, passed out, you know, went, entered the, the, the knowingly entered uh, the dark field or whatever. So, I mean, it took Eckhart years to clear and it took Byron Katie years to clear. And it takes people, in my experience, it takes 
everybody a good while to clear. It doesn't mean that you aren't awake. It just means that you're not really sure what that means. Not in full context, you know, in partial context. And that partial context always feels like the, the whole thing, but it's not. It really is not. But it, but it will feel like the whole thing. Awakening happens when the story of the individual is vacated. And you cannot willfully do that. You can't do it. Like, like when I, when I quote surrendered, so to speak, I mean, then um, that's, it didn't look like surrender and it didn't feel like surrender. It just felt like I was angry. Like, do what you want to with this body. I'm out of here. Well, who wants it that was out of here? That was the interesting thing. And awakeness and awakeness abandoned the Fred story. And uh, at which point the only thing left was awakeness. So when you abandon what's false, the true is the only thing left to shine. That's why this teaching is a teaching of undoing, right? Undoing, unveiling, unknowing. That's what we do here. Because awakening is a matter of subtraction. When the first thing that we want to subtract is our objections to this as it is right now. But what I want to tell you is that a unit is not hooked up to accept this as it is right now. A unit is hooked up to not accept this as it is right now. That's the truth. I mean, that's what they're, that's, that is the, that is the programming here is to not accept this as it is right now, because with, without, in the absence of resistance, I can't find a Fred. So I'm a living contrary. Betsy's dad, before he died last year, he was a living contrary. He was a contrary for the 20 years I knew him and for 20 years before that at least. Uh, and, and further back actually, further back than that. And he was the most miserable man I think I ever knew. And he had a, he had a wonderful life but he couldn't see it. He had a wonderful wife and, 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 and they were, and he had great kids until he ruined them. This is what being contrary does. It, it ruins us and it ruins everybody around us. If they hang around us and these people, I mean, the family have no choice but to hang around. They got to do it. Right. I had to hang around with my dad and I despised him. I hated him and I was scared to death of him. And, uh, you know, and, and later we came, became friends and that's good, but, uh, but we didn't come friends until I was well into my twenties. And, and he, in that his contrariness, which meant that you were expecting, see contrary can just simply be that you're expecting it for things to go sort of like they're going in the sense that everything is oh, sort of okay. Even if it's not okay, it's sort of okay. It's doable. It's doable. And you expect, regardless of what comes up, you as a child, you expect the people around you to remain with a certain calm and to, and to do what needs doing because it's doable. <laughs> 
and um, my dad was caught between a, uh, you know, a, 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 what the the stove and the kettle, whatever. I mean, he was he had his uh, his back up against the wall. That's what the hell I'm trying to say. Coming up with all other kinds of uh, aphorisms or attempted aphorisms. So. But my dad was not like that. He would just fly into a rage. And uh, he could do things to you physically when he did that. Right? And he was a big, strong man. He was 6'2 and very strong. Much stronger than I ever have been in my life. I mean, much, much more. I mean, he could have kicked my ass with half of his of half of his body he could have kept half his body behind his back and still and still done me in i mean i was i was a lot shorter a lot smaller and i was a whole lot younger especially when i was four five six years old not to mention jesus it just got worse when i was seven eight ten it doesn't matter it's not i'm not not, not meaning to rattle on about my story what i'm trying to tell you is that is that we suffer to the degree of our contrariness because this is what is it doesn't matter what you think of it i had a, a student this week i was shocked my ears but i literally did i had a bunch of witnesses because we was in satsang and i had a i had a student this week um a dear friend and she said you know fred you are the master of acceptance and she said that because we had had, Betsy and I had had a situation over here where we had just finished our, like doing our lawn and garden and all that. And we spent a lot of money and it's very, very beautiful. And then we came home from dinner one night to have our neighbor tell us where they're coming to tear up your yard tomorrow. Because <laughs> the city's doing some plumbing. And, uh, and, and everybody in the neighborhood was pissed off and they had already ruined a bunch of, so, 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 several yards. So, but, I didn't talk to her. Betsy talked to her. And Betsy came in and she told me and she said, oh, well, they're going to come tear up the yard and everything. And then she looked at me and she said, but nothing I can do about it. <laughs> and I said, of course not. It's what is. And we said, okay, well, what shall we, what shall we do about it? I said, we could go watch our movie. She said, you're right. And that's what we did. And I want to tell you, we never suffered over them coming to tear up our yard the next day, even though we had just gotten through with it and spent stupid money getting it done. And you know what happened the next day? I looked out there and I saw all the machinery and I saw the guys and everything like that. And I didn't go out, I didn't wanna see it happen. I didn't wanna bear witness to this terrible thing that was gonna to happen to my precious yard. And I went out uh, that afternoon when the equipment cleared away, I went out there to see what had happened. Uh, Betsy and I went out there together and they had, uh, in, they had torn up a bunch of yards and they had done some, you know, they, they had to, these people were just taking flack from everybody. They were ever, everybody in the neighborhood was pissed off at them. But Betsy had said, you know, they're not, it's not their decision and I'm, I'm, I'm going to treat them nicely. I'm not saying any of this leak, works together into any kind of a chain and that this is what you could do and this is what will happen. I don't mean that at all, but I will tell you that what they did in front of our house was they dug a little hole and they put a thing in there where, where you can, a clean out. 
where if, if things go bad, then they can clean it out from there. And then they covered that hole up nicely. And that was that. And uh, they, they, they covered it up nicely and they left. And so it didn't, they never hit our yard. They just got out front where we parked, which was dirt anyway. And um, <clears throat> it didn't hurt a thing. So we didn't waste any time Thursday night suffering over what was going to happen, or Friday morning, right? Because if we had suffered, we'd have just, it makes no sense to suffer before something occurs, right? I had a, a woman one time, and when I woke her up, she told me, she said, my God, I'm 70 something years old. I don't remember. She said, and that is the best. She told me in our session and she said, I'm not trying to promote here, people. I don't need to promote. I'm turning business down. So I'm just, just telling you that. And that's honest to God's truth. Some of my clients would tell you they got their sessions cut. I had to in order to spread myself out to some new blood as well. So, so I don't say this for the sake of, uh, uh, promotion. I say this because this is my life. And that's what I talk about. And some of you write me nasty emails about just how awful and commercial and greedy and what a slug I am and all this, that, and the other. And that's fine. But you can take all those opinions and you can go to hell. <laughs> it's a snappy unit, isn't it? See, that's exactly what this unit would do. But I don't really mind because that's what's happening. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to write me crummy emails. Why? I don't know. But, you know, if you do it, it has to be done. So, <clears throat> but it's not as bad as you think. See, it used to be that I was much worse than you thought. And now it appears that whatever it is that's functioning here, this conscious awakeness that's animating this, this, this hunk of flesh, this cadaver, is... It's a little bit more skillful than it used to be. It's a little bit kinder than it used to be. Hell, it's a lot kinder. It's a lot more generous. These things have not, I've not done these things. These things are what, these are the, the, these are the result of awakening. But I've jumped off my story. So this old woman, she, uh, nice woman, and uh, lived in New York State. And, and, and she told me, she said, I'm 70 something years old and that's the best money I've ever spent. And that's a nice thing to have somebody tell you when you know they paid you good solid money for a session, but they're delighted. And um, so she was happy as hell because she'd been, that was her whole thing when we met was that she was scared of dying, she was scared of dying. And she came out of that first session and knew she wasn't gonna die and she was tickled to death for a few days, but I got to her let the following Sunday for the next clarity session. And she said, Oh God, I'm not scared of dying, but I'm terrified of the nursing home now. <laughs> so fill in the blank. Right. And, uh, and I went over the nursing home with thing with her. I said, Oh God, I can see it now. I know I know just how it'll be for you. I mean, uh, you, you know, your husband will be dead because you always out women always outlive their husbands. When she's and I said, and, and, and the, 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 the rest of the family, they ain't going to want to mess with an old woman like you. So they'll just put you in a home, don't you think? Yes. Yeah, 
exactly what I'm so scared of. And I said, and we've all heard about those homes. They don't really treat you so very well after all. And um, sometimes it's much, much worse than that. And probably the family will just give up at some point of coming to see and stuff because, you, you know, you're going to get goofy and all that. And she said, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, <clears throat> go get a room. Go ahead and go now. You're suffering about what might not even occur. You might get lucky and have a heart attack. You get to be a certain age and heart attacks begin to look like pretty good deals. They kind of like a, you know, like a friend. And because uh, they're fast. And, uh, and, you don't, and, and you don't necessarily lose all of your dignity prior to it. Your human dignity. Is there something for to be said for human dignity? I don't care because I, uh, what anybody thinks. Because I am a weakness, but I am also this. And I spent a lifetime being a, uh, a contrary, over 50 years being a contrary, and I'm not a contrary anymore. I'm not. There's no payoff at all. There's nothing in it for you. I don't want to preach acceptance. I just want to preach, don't be a contrary. Okay? That's the key. Contrariness is suffering. And I'll see you later. Thanks for, thanks for dropping by.